I want to talk for a minute about a theology of suffering and maybe help you to think uh, a little more deeply about why things happen. One of the well-worn cliches, too well-worn in my opinion, that people use way too often when bad things happen is, well, everything happens for a reason. Well, I guess strictly speaking, that's true. Everything does happen for a reason. But you know what? Some reasons stink. The Holocaust happened for a reason, but it was an evil reason. 9-11 happened for a reason. And the people who actually made 9-11, the events of 9-11 happened, they would say that they were following the will of their God. But we know they were not following the will of the one true God. 9-11 happened for a terrible, religiously wrong reason. People die every day because they're part of a fallen world. People have abortions every day out of desperation. People's children, their, their, their young children die and break parents' hearts. And all of those things happen for a reason, but a lot of those reasons stink. So let's talk for a minute about some of the myths that surround the whole issue of suffering, and then think maybe about some of the truths that actually support our free will theology a little more soundly. So first of all, the first myth is that all suffering is caused by my sin. This would be the, the, the myth that Job's friends embraced when they were trying to figure out why so many bad things were happening to him. And they were trying to assign his sins to the reason his children died and the reason he lost his home and all his herds and all the terrible things that happened to him. But the fact is, not all suffering is the fault of my own sin. Sometimes disasters happen. Natural disasters happen that sweep away my home. Sometimes people come into my house and take my stuff. And, and criminals, you know, do bad things to me has nothing to do with my own sin. You may even say, well, you sinned yesterday, and so today, um, you know, something bad has happened to you. Folks, that's called karma, and that's a, that's a theology of Hinduism. That has nothing to do with our faith, so that's just, that's just bad theology. Not all suffering happens because of my sin. Some things just happen. So another myth then related to that would be that all suffering is caused by your sin. Criminals come into my house and that's their fault and, and other people do things to me and that's why my life is so bad. Well, that's a terrible way to look at life too. That's a victim mentality. The fact is, the truth is, I need to take responsibility for those things in my life that have actually caused um, a ripple effect of pain in my life. A person who had an abortion 20 years ago will tell you that they still deal with the effects of that pain in their life. And while God has certainly forgiven that sin and redeemed that sin, the fact is I will still feel shame from some past decisions all the time in my life. My constant, you know, sort of challenge is to take that shame, turn it around and use it for the kingdom of God. Another myth of suffering is that not all suffering is the result of sin. Some things just happen. Well, what we know is that the Garden of Eden had no suffering. And what we see in Revelation at the end of time is that when all things are made new, when the new Jerusalem comes down from out of heaven, the writer of Revelation tells us that there will be no more tears, no more death, no more pain. 
that God will wipe all of that away, that tells me that before the fall and at the end of time, there will be no suffering. What we live in between those two times is a fallen world. And that fallen world is the result of sin. And when sinful people bump up against other sinful people, suffering happens. So either directly or indirectly, all suffering is the result of sin. Another myth, suffering is good, that I should embrace suffering because it, you know, it's, God is using it for my good. Well, while God does use even my own pain and He can redeem my own sin and make it a good thing, suffering in itself obviously is not intrinsically good because suffering is part of the fallen world and that's what we're trying to move the world away from and toward the coming kingdom. Another myth, all suffering is bad. Well, again, God can redeem suffering. The cross is proof of that. God can redeem anything. Ask any recovering addict and they can tell you that God can redeem anything and make it useful for his kingdom. Another one, all my suffering is God's fault. Uh, well, obviously, for obvious reasons, that's not true. God does not cause my suffering, but God can use my suffering. Another myth, all suffering is Satan's fault. Uh, well, I guess technically all suffering is part of a fallen world, but if I externalize my pain and make everything Satan's fault, then I miss the opportunity to take responsibility for my own bad decisions. Another myth, if I pray enough, I won't suffer. Well, I want you to tell that to the persecuted Christians around the world who are praying like crazy, working like crazy, to see other people in, a, in, a, in an, an un, very unsupportive places, to see people come to Christ. They will tell you that uh, a lot of prayer can often bring on a lot of suffering. Uh, another one, if I suffer, I must be a great Christian. Well, again, that keeps me from taking responsibility for my own bad decisions. Uh, sometimes I suffer because I'm a great Christian. Sometimes I am a great Christian who makes bad mistakes. Read David's story if you want more proof of that. And then finally, all Christians suffer greatly on earth. Well, that's sort of true. If you are following hard after Jesus, if you are picking up your cross and carrying it, if you are working to see God's kingdom come on earth, just like it is in heaven, you will bump up against the darkness and you will experience suffering. My prayer for you is that you will have your heart broken for the things that break the heart of God.